Hey guys, this is Love and Meets with Orin O'Kelly, who spoke all things motorsports and the Dakar Rally, which, in case you've been living under a rock, is one of the toughest and most prestigious events in the world of motorsports. Casey, I have no idea how one person can have so much courage. So true. Like, we, uh, like you guys can see the visuals. If you saw this show on YouTube or Twitter or any of the other uh, video streaming platforms, It was insane, honestly, the way uh, they just go through with this sport, you know, like squatting for 15 hours on a bike across like very difficult terrains. And We're talking distances of up to 800, 900 kilometers per day yeah. for 14 days straight. The difficulty isn't crossing the finish line. The difficulty is getting to the finish line. Most amateurs struggle to, cont- uh, to finish. He gave us a great insight into one of the most interesting sports. Please take a listen. Hey guys, welcome back to the Love and Dubai show. The Dakar Rally is considered to be one of the toughest and most prestigious events in the world of motorsport. So right now we're joined by the first Irish man to compete in the Dakar Rally since it moved to Saudi Arabia in 2020. Welcome to the show, Orno Kelly. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you guys. Uh, thank you both for having me on and thank you Love and Dubai for uh, having me on the TV show. Um, really, really appreciate the opportunity uh, to get out here to introduce myself, to introduce our team and to give everyone a, better, a bit of a better idea about the Dakar Rally. And now that it's in Saudi Arabia, uh, quite close to home, um, let's get stuck in. Great. Okay, my first question to you. What is the Dakar Rally? <laughs> okay, great question to kick things off. Um, so the Dakar Rally is basically the ultimate test of what I believe in motorsport of uh, athlete and machine. It's designed to really test the human body, to test mechanics um, for the ultimate challenge within uh, motorsport. It's the absolute pinnacle. It's a race that lasts over 14 days and spans a distance of 9,000 kilometers. So that's about the same distance as driving from here to the UK, say London, for example. Oh, whoa. That really puts things in perspective. Yeah. So the ultimate test, and it's not on roads. It's all designed on the most challenging off-road terrain that there is to offer. Are you talking about something like this? Yeah, so that's actually in Abu Dhabi. There's a World Championship round that's held in Liwa called the Abu Dhabi Desert Challenge. So that's actually the second round of the World Championship after the Dakar Rally. So that's seen as the the most challenging race specifically. Now that race is actually only a week long. So the Dakar Rally itself is two weeks long. So it's nearly double the feat of it. If you look at something like Formula One, Monaco is probably seen as the most prestigious event. In our context, the Dakar Rally is the most difficult and the most prestigious event that there is. So we have uh, the equivalent of an F1 racer on our show today. Um, (laughs) But who does these races and why? Okay, so uh, that's a great question. Um, They're basically, predominantly, there's five different categories. You've got the motorcycles which I definitely consider a little bit biased. It's probably the most challenging category. Then you've got small cars, bigger cars, and then big trucks as well. But the team I race on is a locally based here team called Vendetta Racing. And I'm really standing on the shoulders of giants with getting stuck in with them and racing with them. There's two members of the team, uh, David McBride and David Mabs, who I've been racing with and have really provided me the opportunity to race at Dakar Rally and the rest of the World Championship events. But there's a different spectrum, as you mentioned. You have the elite level professional athletes that are full-time training day in, day out, training very similar to Tour de France athletes. The Mm. level of endurance, the level of calorie burned in some of our events are very similar, go toe-to-toe with that. It's very similar to doing an Ironman every day. So you've got all the way to elite level athletes, all the way down to the weekend warriors like myself and my team members are, where we're out training, 
during the weekends, sometimes getting out of work a little bit early, sometimes getting out ahead of work in the mornings. But we all have day jobs that we're doing and then going and competing at a world championship level, uh, representing our countries. And we're actually the biggest UAE-based team. So we'd be the biggest team going from the Emirates to represent um, at the Dakar rally in Saudi Arabia. So cool. That's incredible what you're doing for Ireland and representing your country and uh, like representation as a whole. Uh, but like you said, you have a day job and you're, you're a weekend racer. How do you find the time for, you know, to fit in training and all those things? And how is the money in the sport? Yeah, so <clears throat> that's a big juggle. I think uh, there's probably the work life, the rally rice and or the rally life and then the personal life as well. Uh, trying to manage relationships, but also trying to Uh, ensure that the work is going well as well. So it can be a complete juggle during the racing season, which really kicked off in September, which will go the whole way through now till April, May. It's a challenging time, um, but with the right planning and preparation, training throughout the summer, a lot of times we'll be getting up at 3, 4 a.m. to go out and train in places like Swayhan or out in Liwa uh, to really make the most of the summer and get ahead of the heat. But what motivates you to do it? So are you trying to become an elite racer or is it the love and the passion of the sport? Um, a bit of both, really. I guess that would be the passion and that would be the dream. Um, I actually had the fortune of being born and growing up in the Emirates, so it's a bit of a home away from home. I'm of an Irish, Irish nationality, um, but Dubai definitely has a close place in my heart. And to be based here, to train here, it's such an opportunity to really get stuck in. So definitely have big ambitions to try and make it big in the sport. Um, but at the moment, just focusing on the Dakar rally, preparing myself to be in the best possible position to perform well at it. So how is the money in this sport? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So like any other motorsport, it is incredibly expensive. Uh, Thankfully, uh, we've got some incredible partners that have come on board uh, to support us, to support our dreams, and also to use this as a vehicle uh, to promote their companies um, with such a unique opportunity. Uh, The whole of Dakar Rally is very similar to a summit or an expedition. There's enormous amount of work in the preparation, uh, physically, mentally, mechanically, and then preparing for the Dakar Rally as well. Like if you see the route that goes all through Saudi Arabia, 95% of the time you don't have phone signal, you don't have access to running water, you definitely don't have access to spare parts. So you really, really need to prepare to ensure that you bring everything you need so that when you're stuck out in the middle of uh, an area like Alula with the beautiful scenery and backdrop, you really have everything you need. So is there a, like, comp- when you win the competition, yeah. like, is it large sums of money that you're being rewarded? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how much, if Simran got involved tomorrow and she got the prep, how much could she win? Yes. <laughs> There's yes. big prize money, I think, in, in the, uh, if you're finishing in the top 10. But just to finish the race itself is an incredible accomplishment. Okay. There's about a 50 to 60% percent finish rate. So the level of um, failure mechanically, physically, is incredibly challenging. So just to finish the feat is very much like summiting K2 or Mount Everest or something similar. It's quite an achievement amongst the whole of motorsport just to finish the Dakar Rally itself. This is what we're, we've seen. They say that amateur, uh, like yourself, will struggle to finish it. And actually, the, the rates we got were, it's got a 38% completion rate. So maybe that's wrong. But but what type of challenges stop people from finishing? So what do you face along the way that doesn't get you to the finish line? Great question. So there's a couple of different elements to it. When we think of racing or we see car racing on television, you're on a fixed track. With the Dakar Rally, 30% of it is actually navigation. So a lot of the times you're out there in the middle of nowhere, beautiful scenery like Saudi has to offer, but you're navigating through a paper scroll. So it's a very traditional old school way of navigating. And that is a huge element in the race. Lots of racers get lost. 
lots of racers get fatigued cognitively from the constant ability to navigate. And you can see from some of the shots how you're riding in some of the most challenging terrain that's possible. And it's changing constantly. So trying to navigate in areas where you have no context of what way north is, what way south is, what way the tracks are going, can constantly add to that. And you're often racing at speeds up to 180 kilometers an hour. So if you can imagine driving on Shakeside Road at, I think, 110 or 120, what it is today, if you imagine an extra 60 kilometers an hour on top of that, oh where you're racing across terrain that's completely unknown, you've never been on it before, and you're never going on it again, while you're navigating is almost like texting and looking down. You're used to it, Casey. Come on. <laughs> the way she drives that car of hers, you know, you want to No, I'm just her. thinking, imagine being in the middle of the desert with nothing around you and yeah, going really fast, but actually not knowing where you're going. Like the mental challenge that you face must be yeah. really scary. 100%. Exactly. And that mental fatigue kicks in some of the days on the bike or if you're on a car and can be 15, 16 hour days. So amount of calories burnt are similar to an Ironman. You're looking at four or 5,000 calories. A lot of times, I think you'll see from the videos, you're not sitting on the bike. You're actually mm. standing, squeezing the bike. Mm. So imagine trying to squat against the wall for 14 or 15 hours. The level of endurance you need to do that. And then cognitively to process information to understand, are you going south? Are you going north? And often you get caught up in the competition. So you're looking at trying to compete, battle with other competitors, that guy or woman that's a little bit faster than you, or that person that's a little bit slower than you as well. This is insane. Squatting against the compared to squatting against the wall for 15 hours. Uh, so tell us, what is one of the most challenges obstacles, uh, challenging obstacles you faced on the course, any of your courses? I would think fatigue. Like if you speak to a lot of the athletes, they'll say, oh, no, it, it wasn't that difficult. It wasn't that challenging. But being completely honest with you guys, you do hit that wall. I'm sure you've heard it with marathon runners or other endurance athletes. You get to a point where your mind begins to give up. It feels like your body begins to give up. But to be able to continuously push and press on through that is often challenging, but also very rewarding once you can break through that barrier. So the Dakar Rally uh, originally was, where the route was, it was in South America and it was also Europe and it was cross countries. In 2020, it moved to Saudi Arabia. What were your thoughts on that as a shift and are you happy about it? Yeah, so growing up as a kid in the Emirates, um, the Dakar Rally was always a fantasy and always a, a big dream of mine, something that I probably put to bed when I realized how the real world works and jobs and careers and everything else work. But then when I saw it move back to Saudi, or move to Saudi from South America, I thought, here's a real opportunity to kind of dig that childhood dream up again and to try and push towards it. So I spent the last three years really preparing to compete at this upcoming Dakar Rally. Last year, I went and worked with one of the car teams. Nothing fancy or exciting. Was just driving a camper van and cleaning toilets. But I saw it as a recce and prerequisite to what was needed in order to prepare for the world's most challenging motorsport event. But now being in Saudi is so exciting. Like Saudi itself is an unbelievable continent. I went there a little bit naive thinking, oh, it was just similar to Liwa or Swayhan in deserts, but it's incredibly beautiful. If you go up to areas like Alula or Neom, the landscape and terrain uh, offer something like the Americas, the variation from temperature to climate to natural beauty. It really is something that has to be seen with your own eyes. And how is it equipped to host this kind of internationally recognized uh, event? Um, it couldn't have been prepared better. When I was there last year, it was like clockwork. Everything was unbelievably prepared. All the facilities, all the support facilities and transport and logistics. Um, it was like something f from a different level. I haven't seen anything like that before in Europe or in the Americas where something is so well prepared and they nearly had a solution to all the different problems that could have occurred. Oh, that's incredible. 
you wouldn't really, uh, I mean, firstly, like these rallies are massive. And then to think that Saudi has really equipped itself to such an extent, it's uh, quite impressive. But you going into these rallies and you're saying you have like a day job, you get so much ad- adrenaline yeah. when you're, you know, like doing the course. How do you manage to like, you know, get yourself back in the work mindset? Yes, so, so that jumping and challenge is, is, um, is, is all part of it, really. Like I said before, I think half the battle or even more of the challenge is just getting to the start line, juggling all the different pressures, uh, the financial element to it, the, the, the logistics element to it. Like at the moment, we're organizing enormous amounts of equipment to come from Europe. We're deciding whether they get sent to Dubai, whether they get sent to the start line in Saudi. So juggling all of that can be a little bit distracting before uh, the race. And then afterwards, it's uh, sort of a snap back to reality. You've got to get back into the work mode and everything else. Do you go back to the office like, the race this weekend was amazing? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of an adrenaline dump once you get back and back to reality. But the show goes on. You've got to keep um, keep plugging away at, at work and, and life and everything else. So when is the Dakar Rally actually happening? And if people want to know more about it, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, so the Dakar Rally kicks off on the 4th of January. And it will last up until the 19th of January. But the build-up will really be happening in December. And there's enormous amounts of racing here in the Emirates and throughout the region. One of the big, there's two world championship rounds that are hosted in the Emirates. Um, There's Dubai International Baja, which is part of the uh, World Championship Baja World Cup, which is on the 10th, 11th and 12th, all kicking off in Festival City here. And then we're going out racing in Kudra. And then there's the Abu Dhabi uh, Desert Challenge, which kicks off at the end of February. And that tails off on the back of... at the Dakar Rally. But to uh, get in touch and to follow us, and the best opportunity is to follow uh, the race team on Instagram, which is at Vendetta Racing UAE, or my personal Instagram, at Orno Kelly. I'll be sharing updates in the preparation to show you guys a bit of a behind the scenes as to what goes on with uh, physical preparation, bike preparation, mental preparation, and just the logistics chaos that's going on at the moment, trying to source these products and items from all around the world. So, so cool. Um, Not only do we sometimes on the show get an insight into people doing really cool things that we just don't really know too much about. So there's that. And also, you're going to be the first Irish man to compete in the Dakar Rally in Saudi. So that's amazing. Uh, That is Orno Kelly. Thank you so much for that insight. We really appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks, Dubai. Guys, that is all we have time for on the Love of Dubai show this morning. We're back with you tomorrow morning, same time, same place. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. Bye-bye.